Hey dudes, it's Murrin. I just wanted to give a little note on today's episode before we get started. I was a bad boyfriend and co-host to my partner, Jessa Lowe, because I forgot to let her give her recommendation for this episode, but I have apologized and we're good. I also wanted to say that the audio quality for our guests this week, Jarf and Brad from Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, is not of the best quality, and it's not their fault, it's mine, because I'm still learning as a producer. Thank you for bearing with me, and thank you for listening. Hey everybody, welcome to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break, one minute at a time. Uh, I'm Murrin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. And today we have two very special guests, uh, Brad and Jarf from Cosmic Geppetto Podcast. Hi guys, how's it going? Hey guys, how are you? Doing well. Great. Doing great, thanks for having us. Absolutely, thanks for coming on. We're excited to hit the waves with you on uh, Point Break Minute here. So nice. Uh, yeah. that, that's the first surfing pun. I, I have a feeling there might be more. Yeah, we we have a few a few that we reuse every episode pretty much. I think <laughs> I say hit the waves a couple times. Um, but yeah, we just like to keep it, uh, you know, nice and easy and chill here at Point Break Minute, like uh, like they do in Point Break, until not. But uh, Jessa, do you want to go ahead and uh, break down the minute for us? Yeah. So minute eleven starts with Keanu walking towards Busey. And ends with Gary Busey saying, yeah. So, the minute starts. I like your Gary Busey already. Oh, oh thank oh, you. We'll have a little bit more of that in this minute, I oh. think. It's, uh, it's a Busey-heavy Busey minute, oh, you might yeah. say. Got it's Busey-licious. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, yes. Busey-licious. So, it starts with Keanu walking towards a disgruntled Busey saying, you've been working robbery, what, 22 years? Busey starts answering. They have their exchange of, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you call that—an exchange of. Yeah, well, uh, it, it's a conversation. Uh, I mean, it, well, do you want to say where it ends? I already did. Okay, that's excellent. I am totally listening. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just <laughs> not looking at my notes at all. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of a conversation that begins. Uh, you know, Keanu's kind of asking him some questions, and uh, Busey's just kind of shooting the shit with him. You know, uh, he says, man, L.A. has changed a lot during that time. The air got dirty and the sex got clean. And uh, that's... Um, Weirdest comment. <laughs> it's, a, it's quite a line. Uh, it's one of the lines that I feel... It feels very written to me. And uh, not necessarily in a bad way. I, I like the line, but it definitely feels like a, a screenwriter's line, not something you would say in real life. Well, I, I think it also is, is sort of a just an indicator of the time because I think we were just pretty much still in the heat of the uh, the AIDS epidemic, and people were really really scared of sex at that point. True. And uh, LA, I think, um, especially felt the crunch of that. Mm-hmm. So, and also people were really freaked out about the smog situation in LA. So that was a very of the moment line, which yeah. now sounds weird because. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. The, the AIDS is no longer the um, plague that we were afraid of, it, and it was at that point. That's, and, that's a good point, not yeah. in the United States, at least. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is sort of that like the air got dirty and the sex got clean. It's a very you know has a a ring to it uh, that is, that sounds kind of written. But yes, you're, it's a good point that it is very of the time. This is 1991. 
it's the 80s are still basically there um and that was sort of it kind of sounded to me like it was written to be a clip to use in the trailer yeah (laughs) yes those type of lines yeah it's almost like noir-ish like you could see some guy in the shadows being like you know that the air got dirty and the sex got clean yes that's that's (laughs) definitely i see that yeah so Marin continues with um, them saying, uh, Keanu saying, so a guy with that kind of timing must have ha- must have some sort of theory about these guys. And Busey's being kind of nice at this point. He's actually, you know, we were talking about earlier, he's being kind of like a good mentor. He's like, hey, leave it alone. Like, don't don't get all messed up with my theory, my theory because you're going to be ostracized by the other guys. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's telling him, you know, this this is a dead end case. You don't want to take this case when you're just starting out. He's you know, it's it's he's been uh, working it for a long time, and he says they're ghosts. Forget about a kid; they're ghosts. Yeah, and it, oh, sorry, what were you gonna say? Well, it, and it's also you already get the feeling, it, and, and this is such a weird scene. And the partnership between Busey and Keanu is weird anyway because. Normally, with every other movie like this, you'd have the young, hot shot that doesn't play by the rules kid uh, with this, you know, with the stodgy older partner mm-hmm. who the, you know, is getting too old for this shit. Um, and this, they sort of almost tweak it where Busey's the he, he he's the live wire, he's mm-hmm. the rebel, he's the cowboy, and Keanu he's there in a suit and yeah. in the when he's talking with Tim McGinley by the way I'm so glad we got a lot of Busey a little upset that we missed him McGinley some yeah John C. McGinley yeah that was back um, in uh, minute five he had he had some good stuff in that but yeah but but when Ken is talking about how you know he, he how clean his breakfast is and he, he cuts the edges off his toast or whatever he yeah. says he takes the skin off chicken where, right although, and although in that it, minute he also uh, eats a donut Right in John C. McGinley's face, uh, sort of. So it, it, you could go either way with it. You know, he probably eats well, but maybe not as well as he says. But anyway, that, but that's def- back a few minutes ago. Right, but you could definitely tell that it, the, the dynamic of their relationship is Busey's the live wire. Keanu's mm-hmm. a little bit more grounded, although he likes to set Busey off, and it, it is a different dynamic. And it makes Busey, in these minutes at least, the more interesting partner and plus he's chewing the scenery like crazy you can see like drips of scenery dropping out of his mouth yeah Uh, teeth are glistening yeah we're kind of working up in this minute to the the bit one of the big lines that Busey has in this movie the listen you little snot no shit I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were crapping your hands and rubbing it on your face (laughs) which is another just great clip and uh he just goes all out and I'm a little concerned for Keanu's safety at this point. Yeah, he's like taking him by the shoulders and shaking him back and forth. And like the camera can barely keep up with what he's doing. So I made the mistake of watching these minutes at work in preparation. <laughs> and, Great. and that line just had me laughing out loud in my office. Yeah. It's like, what's going on in there, Jarf? Yes. It... <laughs> It, that was this is one of the lines watching it now I'm not so sure but like is is that was that in the script as as that or uh did did Busey you know is, is he just is this just coming out it felt a little ad-libbed to me yeah because it, it, it's 
it's a cliche, right, to yeah. say, oh, yeah, I was in Vietnam when you were just a baby. Yeah, yeah, it might have been something like that. Like, well, you, when you were just a, you know, it might have been a tamer ending to that line originally. But right, then, uh, exactly. He just took it to that extra graphic yeah. UC level. Yes. And I it's want... the rubbing on your face part that really gets me. Yes, that's just so... <laughs> so gross. It's, yeah, it's it's just... Visceral. It's, I mean, it's not what I... Think, I mean, I guess babies do that, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they do all sorts of stuff, but, like, that's not what I would think of in, in that, you know, when you're young, it would be like, well, you're, you know, still having your mom spoon feed you or something like that, but this is just, a, right. you know. That's a, the, that would be the non-Busey version. Yeah, but or, this is just, it's such a graphic image. <laughs> well, sadly, Busey's right. Kids are disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, well, he would know. You know. He. I think he has a kid at this point. Yeah. Jake, young Jake Busey. Yeah. Probably. Oh, I think was uh, was around at this point. Yeah, but the yeah. the shoving feels particularly yeah, like the shaking back and forth. Yeah. Because Keanu, he seems like he's like trying to hold his own and trying to stay like stiff and keep his chin up, which is his weird character trait where he always kind of talks like down his face like with his chin pointed <laughs> yeah. at the person and it's yeah it seems a little out of control yeah and i can imagine Busey wanting you know there's this young kid who's just has a few movies under his belt and he kind of wants to you know like a year's life yeah i mean well, their their careers are kind of you know he's i mean he's a younger actor keanu so he, Busey's been around you know for a while now well Busey was an oscar nominee indeed yeah, for uh, for Buddy Holly story, for Buddy Holly story, he's an Oscar nominee. Plus, he's four years past the, his motorcycle accident, so there's oh, he's yeah. already had the head trauma. So he's lived life. That, yeah, and Keanu, I remember the first time I saw Point Break, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, that's 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 Ted. Yeah, that's, that's Bill and Ted's Ted, and yeah. and he look. When they first show him in the early scene where he is sort of in the rain-drenched uh, target range, and they give him the tight T-shirt so he can show us off the arms, and he's been working out. They yeah. do a good job with that of trying to make you forget he's Ted. Here he looks like Ted in a suit. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You can, you can hear those, like, he has this line where he goes, you mad? And it, 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 <laughs> You mad, bro? Yeah. It's like, bro <laughs> just should have been there. Like, he sounds like he's or trying it, to be, like, he's like a little kid, like Ted, yeah. uh, dressed up in dad's suit. Well, in this case, it would have been you mad, bra. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think the insaneness of Busey is taking away from the strangeness of how Keanu delivers his lines mm -hmm. because there's it's he's this weird straight laced FBI wants to be the best sanctimonious but still kind of a surfer ish yeah. <laughs> Zen, dude, it's a very weird combination, and it all comes out in this this strange delivery that he yeah. has. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the enigma of Keanu Reeves pretending to be a surfer later. That's going to be, it's a whole weird acting challenge for him. But yeah, the Busey is just so, you know, they're, they're kind of screaming at each other in this, and I'm definitely more scared of Busey. You know, uh, Keanu Reeves is trying to keep up, but... 
Well, and you'll notice that there's some extras that start kind of like gathering in the background. And I'm curious whether they're like, oh, shit, you got to see this. And they all kind of come like, like calling, you know, crawling over thinking that, oh, he's got to call cut, you know, or she's got to call. Cut, you know? <laughs> and, nope. And then that just made it into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, letting Busey go, I, I just imagining what it was like on set just... <laughs> You know, whatever direction you give him, he's going to do his own thing, I imagine. And I'm curious what his level of addiction was at this point in terms of, you know, being four years off of his car accident. Um, you know, if, if celebrity rehab taught us anything, that was like a big catalyst for him starting drugs. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious how drug fueled his performance is. Yeah. Well, I just think Busey's beyond drugs. <laughs> I, it... He doesn't need him, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. I think, I, I the the drug abuse. I, I am. I'm. I believe was a lot of self medicating. Yeah. And but I think he. I think he's just crazy because you still yeah. see him in interviews, up to current day. He still comes across crazy. He's mm-hmm. just I, more so than. Yeah, it's just kind of increased over the years. I think. And yeah. uh, he's also one of those actors who's kind of embraced his image in a way. I remember we talked about those Amazon Fire TV commercials where he was just being as weird as possible and that was kind of the whole gimmick um and i the gimmick is funny but it also bugs me mm -hmm. that that Busey gets a second act no i'm Uh not here to shame someone from struggling with addiction but for me it's the fact that he was arrested for assaulting his then wife twice oh shit and on top of everything else i mean i think that it that like that part of his history is obscured by the stranger things the snorting the coke off of his dog aspects Um, but but you know it it happened and and then he gets to kind of swoop in and be like oh i'm just crazy gary Busey." so uh, we really need more accountability for that kind of thing yeah i mean he's, he's become you know kind of a reality star you know one of those just look how crazy they are look how uh, you know crazy their life is did, did anybody watch his reality show i'm with Busey? no oh, oh god oh. <laughs> did you oh yeah oh, oh yeah. man oh my gosh it, it, do tell a screenwriter who was a big gary Busey fan apparently pitched it and the whole thing is he would hang out with gary Busey once a week and Busey would like teach him different you know rules of life and at one point, oh God. there's Busey's like, this week I'm going to teach you about women. And, oh, my God. oh, no, 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 no. That was quite a good and, Busey, uh, Busey impression there. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then he's like, okay. He's like, meet me in my trailer. And uh, the guy's like, this is going to be pretty crazy. And then op- opens up the trailer door. There's Gary Busey in drag. Oh, my God. Oh. Like like an under like, you're taking me dancing and the guy's like what what's what's happening oh and my uh, and then so it's just crazy and you can see that Busey is taking this serious and he's like this is how you dance seductively oh, oh my god. god wow and then the episode ends with him and like Busey trying to share the lesson that he should have learned is like no the important thing you learned about treating women I was like. And you could just see the poor guy who's a writer he's seems like a nice guy sort of bookish. And you could just see him thinking, at some point during the course of this series, 
Gary Busey is going to eat me. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's like Tuesdays with Maury gone terribly wrong. Oh my wrong. god. <laughs> wow. I was going to say, so, it's, uh, it reminds me of, the, he, he was in drag and under siege, so I wonder if he just kind of, he learned it there and took it into his real life at some point. Like, oh, I can use this. Are we really liking Brad's Busey impression, though? I was getting I, it, more of a Gilbert Godfrey. Also. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of love it, though. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I, I, I'm certainly not an impressionist, but I think the part of impersonating Gary Busey isn't trying to get the sound right or the 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 the, the nuances. It's just sounding sort of batshit crazy and yeah. like, yep, yeah, that's Busey. You got you got the essence, I would say. Yeah. The soul. <laughs> the, 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 the soul, the body and soul of Gary Busey. Can we title this minute the essence of Busey? Yes, that, that's going to be it. Because this is, you know, you, you guys said you wanted to talk about Busey and we're doing that. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. this and, is going to be a Busey episode. And this minute also really prominently features his teeth. We yeah. paused for like the last second of the minute because we were writing some notes down and it looks like Busey is alien and his teeth are jutting out. <laughs> yeah, you expect, expect to see the, the second mouth come out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about like being scared Busey's going to eat someone. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he has those chompers. We've been calling him the king of teeth as sort of uh, the, the nickname for him earlier on as uh, our previous guest sort of uh, titled him and uh, this is where you first kind of see what that might come from. If you, if you do a Google image search of Gary Busey, about three quarters of the pictures are him with his mouth wide open, not smiling, <laughs> just kind of his, like, like, he's, like he's yelling something, but I don't think he is. Or burying he, them like he, a chip. He, yes. You know, I, I would go a different way with that. I would say, if you're going to do a Google search of Gary Busey, don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, More importantly. Now you know what to expect, but yeah, don't don't bother. I did it for you. I was going to talk a little bit uh, just about his early career. There are a few things I discovered. Uh, he uh, he was a drummer in the Rubber Band. That was the beginning of his show business career. Uh, he was on a couple of Leon Russell recordings uh, under the name Teddy Jack Eddie. Uh, okay. Which is a character he created. Uh, when he was on a local television comedy show in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But, Marin, you forgot to mention the really important part. His other name was Sprunk. Yeah. That he called himself. As as the drummer. Okay, yeah. There's Sprunk? Sprunk or Sprunk. Teddy Jack Eddie. <laughs> so, apparently he well, was kind of like I'm... a... Yeah. We shouldn't really be making fun of nicknames, right, Jarf? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Otter. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he, the other thing I noticed, uh, he um, he starred in a, a kind of uh, TV dramedy with uh, Jack Elam and Mark Hamill called The Texas Wheelers in 1974. And I haven't been able to find an episode, but there's a picture. And he's, uh, yeah, he's a young guy with, with Mark Hamill and Jack Elam. It looks like he's their dad or something like that. That's wild. So that, yeah. I don't think it lasted very long. That was kind of the beginning of his acting career after he was the, the drummer for the rubber band. I'm picturing someone telling Mark Hamill that Gary Busey is his father and him saying, No! That's impossible! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, well, I remember Busey's... Ever so briefly, they thought about turning him into 
a leading man action star because of course you know i think where a lot of people remember him from he was so good in lethal weapon mm-hmm. and then there was and it's often the case and people love that movie and he was a great bad guy and often what happens when you have a great bad guy it's like hey maybe we could have something here mm-hmm. and i think it was a movie called bulletproof or something uh-huh. And I remember seeing ads for it, and it's like, Gary Busey is bulletproof. And nobody went to see it because even though – and he seemed – I know it seems weird to say now, but he was a good-looking guy then. Yeah, looking um, at him younger, he looks, you know, at least fairly normal, you know. He's yeah. The, yeah. Big strapping guy, um, intense eyes. Um, so – they were giving it a shot to sort of spin him off and everyone was like, Nope. And then that was in 88. So that was right around the time he had his accident. And then he became this gonzo character actor. Yeah. He just lost, lost a few screws. Yeah. Wow. But I liked your call out in the earlier minutes of drop zone being a spiritual sequel to point break. (laughs) Have you seen drop zone? No, I've never seen it, it's... and and, and it, like I'm here for Wesley Snipes, so and I watched a preview of it just now, and I'm like, yes, it, it this that's totally Point Break too. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's worth a watch. I would say you know it's not quite Point Break. It's definitely a knockoff Point Break, but you know Wesley Snipes is is actually is funny in it. Like he kind of does like a comedy kind of like it looks like Eddie Murphy could have been in that movie, but it was Wesley Snipes almost, and he does a good job. He's funny. And Gary Busey's the bad guy, so what else do you want? And that was also at that point where Wesley Snipes was doing pretty good action movies. They kept waiting mm-hmm. for the action movie where he would really break into that upper echelon of action stars. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid one. Um, he did get himself a franchise in Blade, though. Blade is Love great. Love Blade. Well, the first one's great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We've got something special planned for the Cosmic Geppetto podcast for early next year to celebrate, if you can believe it, the 20th anniversary. Wow. <gasps> awesome. We were, uh, we were in a, um, a cabin in uh, rural uh, uh, British Columbia uh, on vacation, and uh, the cabin happened to have the Blade trilogy just there. Hardly any other DVDs That was like movies. a couple other <laughs> besides that, but oh, mostly VHS. Play. They were VHS, I think, actually. No, they were DVDs. Oh, were they? Oh, yeah. Okay. It'd be great if they were VHS, but yeah, we just watched the. We were like three, there for three nights, and like, well, we'll watch one each night. So that was when we saw the Blade, the Blade trilogy. I love that. That's all they had. Like, yeah. you were... may have one DVD. Well, it's got to be Blade. Yeah. Okay, Somebody... you may have two more. Well, Blade Two and Blade Trinity. Then. Yep. Somebody's Desert Island discs. Oh <laughs> <Yes>. god. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else for this minute, guys? Anything else Busey related? Not so much Busey related, but it just struck me watching Keanu. This is not a great scene for him. He and we sort of touched on it earlier. He looks so uncomfortable in this suit. Mm-hmm. He he's not a good exposition actor. He's not really an actor that you should like hand the lines to that explains the story mm-hmm. because he just starts looking really self conscious, and uh, that's why he's at his best with. Uh, well, he's so great at. And obviously it's because it's 20 years or however many years later and he's more experienced. But he does so good a job with John Wick because yeah. mm-hmm. he, he really doesn't say a lot in John Wick. 
and it, it the exposition's handled by flashier actors. Yeah, yeah, he, he's great. You know, he he does a lot of his own stunts, especially in John Wick. He like did the gun training, and like that's where you get the believability is that he's it's really him doing it, and he's he sells it. And then yeah, you give the other give the other sort of uh, quirkier like you know uh, was a Michael Nyquist uh, the the line yeah. yeah. It, Ian McShane. In, oh, yeah, Ian know, McShane, of course. Yeah, you know, Ian McShane can read the phone book and make it interesting. Keanu yeah. Reeves really needs the yeah. motion and the action yeah. to, to to make this stuff work. Yeah, and in this scene, he really he he has to. They scream at each other, and Keanu Reeves does his sort of whenever he yells, it's kind of that same yell. He kind of has that like, hey, like uh, <laughs> it's just kind of the same every time. And it, it, he does. He falls into his very his sort of Keanu Reeves ticks. But I still enjoy him, you know. Still that lovable dumb puppy angel. Dumb. He is the most likable bad actor on the planet. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's one of those guys. Like he's 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 not a good actor, but he's a movie star. Right, right. Just because right. somehow, it, just like the way he is, you just want to watch him, even when he's not very good. He's just great. And he's, he's just like a puppy. I just want to be like, there, there. It's okay. Like, don't worry. Yeah, I think he was described as, uh, someone described him as uh, dumbly earnest. Like, he's right, so right. earnest and just trying, you know. Well, do you want, Murrin, do you want to kick off our recommendations if we don't have anything else to say for this minute? Sure, yeah. I was going to actually, I, I've recommended movies almost every time now, but I've been, uh, watching some youtube stuff lately and uh i'll recommend two to sort of make it up for not being a movie uh monster factory i don't know if you guys have seen this uh it's uh the mcelroy brothers of uh, my brother my brother and me and uh two of them are uh do this series where they they get into the the video game character creator settings of various games and they just create the craziest character they can possibly create and it's absolutely hilarious and uh, the other thing I want to recommend is I just went down a rabbit hole of Jeff Goldblum Thor interviews, and I was laughing so hard it was just and there's there's a never ending supply of them. Apparently, he just like got in a room and said, "Anyone who has a YouTube channel can come in and interview me." And it's just they ask him random questions, and he just it never he never quite answers any of them, <laughs> and he just sort of talk you know makes weird noises and he's just generally the most Jeff Goldblum you can imagine. And it, it's great. You can just type in Jeff Goldblum Thor and, uh, and Monster Factory. So, yeah. How about for you nice. guys? What do you guys recommend this week? Jarf, why don't you go? You can go first. One of our friends of our pod, Tourney Steele, she just recommended the podcast Buffering the Vampire Slayer. And I started checking that out. It's so good. So they're taking the classic show Buffy the Vampire Slayer one episode at a time and, and doing like a deep dive and reminiscence of it. Um, and they, they've got some really funny takes and a lot of spontaneous singing. So uh -huh. they, awesome. they end every show with a, a, an original song that recaps that episode. Oh my and God. then... They intersperse the show with little tribute songs to different characters, so it's all really good. And I recognize that sometimes a song that is just telling what happened in a show or a movie can often be bad. Like I'm mm -hmm. thinking of 
Bobby Brown song for Ghostbusters 2. They, they tend to be very much like this thing happened and then the next thing happened. Remember that happened exactly in the movie. But mm-hmm. the, the, the ladies doing Buffering the Vampire Slayer, they just have a real knack for it. And so I definitely recommend checking out that pod. Well, that sounds amazing. What are you doing? Listen to this podcast. Go listen to that one. Sound amazing. <laughs> yeah, that awesome. There's room for a lot of podcasts. Oh, there are. Um, for me, I just saw an excellent documentary, and we were lucky enough to interview the director of it called uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania's Lost Town. Uh, if you live in Pennsylvania, it's pretty easy to see this in theaters. Uh, they're going to be making some announcements soon, so one will be available on a DVD and possibly streaming. And it's a documentary about, in 1962, there was a small town in the middle of, like, suburbs of Philly called Centralia, and a coal fire started underneath the town in 1962. The fire is still burning. The town had to be evacuated, and some people refused to leave, and there are now, I believe, eight residents left in this town that had like 1,600 people when the fire began. Wow. And uh, Joe Sapienza, a really nice guy, uh, directed it. And he talked with some of the former residents, This uh, one of the people that still lives there, the former mayor, and a real colorful collection of characters. And um, it's funny, the, the, the movie begins with a pretty well-known Ronald Reagan quote that I'm going to butcher a little bit, but it's basically like the worst thing, a per- the scariest thing a person can hear is, uh, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And uh, the entire story of this town is a great example of this because every time the government came to like help them put out this coal fire, they kept making the coal fire much, much worse. Oh, um, wow. Really good movie. Excellent documentary. I'll have to check that out. And didn't, wasn't Silent Hill or something like inspired by that town? Uh... The, uh, yeah, there's a church there that I believe they did a little bit of outside filming of. And it's become a bit of a problem because people who are fans of that movie keep showing up to take pictures there and break into the church. There was also a weird uh, Dan Aykroyd Chevy Chase comedy called Nothing But Trouble that was oh. based on Centralia. But it was like a zany comedy version. I've Yeah, I've heard of that. I, I know of that movie. Oh, my God. Interesting. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds really good. And you got a Ronald Reagan tie-in to this movie, too. That's true. So we have a uh, Reagan. You always got to talk about the Gipper. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that's about it for us. Uh, we got some uh, some good recommendations and uh, Bucylicious. I think that's all we got to say. Uh, I'm Murrin. Got. I'm Jessa. And uh, Brad and Jar from uh, Cosmic Geppetto. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having us. We look all forward right. to coming back tomorrow. We'll come Thank back you. tomorrow for another Point Break Minute, bro. Gary Busey. <laughs> Did you know about the Facebook group, Point Break Minute Listener Surf Shop? Join up and talk about my movie, Point Break. Post your casting suggestions for another point remake or point out inaccuracies. You can also email the hosts at pointbreakminute at gmail.com and they might read your letter on the air. Also, be sure to rate review, and subscribe on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. Two bricks, coming up!
Woo!